Now back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here, the block. Uh, I'm Austin Norman. He is Nick Saint. We're going to keep the basketball conversation going here for a little bit. Uh, saw a tweet today from Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. He covers Kentucky uh, for the most part. And we heard a lot about you're the big man. You're the big mm-hmm. man, especially in the preseason and especially in the Big Ten. Kyle Tucker gave five names that really dominated the big man conversation this year. Zach Eady, Oscar Sheboy, Sheboy, whatever. You're going to say Rico. I don't care. I'm going to say Sheboy. They said it on the broadcast as Sheboy. It looks like Sheboy. I'm, I'm, I'm 99 point. I'm as close to 100% you can be without being 100% that it's Sheboy. Find us a clip. Find us. A, find I us just a, know that last year it was always Shaveway because I didn't. A, I have not heard from him at all this year until the tournament started, and I agree that's what I heard on the broadcast. But I remember last year because we were having trouble saying it. Yeah. we were wondering, and they said Shaveway. So I don't I'm know. pretty sure it's Shaveway. If they say it, it's Shaveway now, then it's Shaveway. It's Shaveway. We're saying Shaveway for the sake of the sake, and we are right. Yes. Okay. Uh, Trace Jackson. So now we Davis. don't have to worry, worry about Rico every single time we say it. It's true. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, Hunter Dickinson, yeah. and Armando Baycott. Yeah, Baycott. Man. I have my thoughts on that guy. Man. I'm going to try to keep it classy. Yeah, Anyways, <laughs> you look at how those guys did in the postseason. Now, it's not just mm-hmm. about them, but how their teams did. Zach Eady, first round upset. Yep. Lose to a 16 seed. Again, Makes let's, really bad. let's not let this get lost either. Produce the tallest team in the country. FDU is literally 363rd out of so, 363 teams in height. Well, here's what's hilarious is that. I, I turned on the broadcast on Friday night, and I hear, "Yeah, you know, Zach Eady's not used to guarding five foot eight guys in the Big Ten. <laughs> and I thought, "Did I just hear that right?" So I rewind, <laughs> I rewind the the TV, and I was like, "And all I hear is, yeah, you know, Zach Eady's not used to guarding five eight guys in the Big Ten, so that he just let that one go right by him." And I'm like, "Why are we even having an issue? Why? Are, how are you having a problem?" And and the, I think watching the the rest of the game and the, the evolution of it, Edie had positioning quite often, mm-hmm. if not every single time down the floor, mm-hmm. and they just did not throw him the basketball. Similar problem that Baycott had yes. in both games against Duke. Like the the first game, the one that would have been in Cameron, Baycott didn't take a shot in the last nine minutes of the game. It's Again, stupid. So so there's that to work with. Um so. Baycott doesn't go to the postseason. Yep. Edie loses to a 16 seed. Uh, Hunter Dickinson ends up in the NIT with a mm-hmm. brutal loss to Vanderbilt. Michigan had that Which, game won. Yeah, the way yeah. they lost that was absolutely incredible. I have. Are you surprised on the perception of Hunter Dickinson now and how it's changed? Because he came in, and maybe I'm I'm off on this. He comes into the the to college, and he's like this next big thing at Michigan. And now we don't hear a whole lot about him if Mich- on, a, on a national yeah. scope. Yeah, I think it's weird, too, because he did expand his range, yep. learn how to shoot. But I think the Michigan conversation is a lot about Juwan Howard. Ooh, yeah, that's interesting. Juwan Howard is a personality well, and a name that's bigger than that program. And I still don't think people are as sold on Hunter Dickinson as an mm-hmm. NBA player. Yeah. And given some of the antics that have happened at Michigan, I think that's where more of the conversation goes. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't know how long Juwan Howard's leash is at Michigan, but it just kind of feels like it's it's art. I don't want to say stale, but like mm-hmm. 
what do you think the ceiling is with Juwan Howard in Michigan? Is he a national championship caliber head coach? I don't know. Yeah, he should be know. an NCAA tournament caliber head yeah. coach. But they miss it this year, and they're really inconsistent. They, very, very inconsistent. Um, and, and this is, I, I suppose, a pivotal offseason. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so I'm, I'm trying to find his, his coaching reference uh, page, if I can if I can find it. Because I, I don't know what kind of record Juwan Howard has. So at... he's 79-48 and 48 at Michigan. He okay. went 19-12 and 12 in 1920, 23-5. In uh, the 2021 season, 19 and 15, 18 and 16. But then you replace a guy um, in Beeline, John John Beeline, who goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who was getting that team to an NCAA tournament with Trey Burke and with Nick Stauskas. Nick McGarry. Yes. On that list of players, by the way. Glenn Robinson. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you, you were getting that guy, and now here you are in Juwan Howard, where. Obviously, it hurt to lose John Beeline, but it's like okay, we got Juwan Howard now. Uh, well, he's, he's NBA one of assistant. yeah, he's one of ours, and let's let's go ahead and and just run this course. And you thought, I think you thought that it was going to work out mm-hmm. it, the way that the first like year or two years was going. Mm-hmm. Recruiting was was going well for Michigan, and then it just, like I said, it just kind of gets stale, plateaued. Yeah, it just flattened mm-hmm. out, and you're like, all right, I'm not sure when they're going to take it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at like the Big Ten, and you have all these teams around them improving. Rutgers under Steve Peichel, mm-hmm. who probably should have been in the tournament. I mean, Purdue is still up there, obviously. Michigan State hasn't plateaued. No. Despite not... Penn ma- State took a step. Yeah, Penn State with Micah Shrewsbury took a step. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, goodness, Iowa was, was a top four seed, no, no, was going to be a top four mm-hmm. seed. Then they were top eight seeds. So it's like you look around and Michigan State, although they haven't gotten the household names of recruits, they're still figuring out a way to play into the second weekend of March. Mm-hmm. So why can't you? So there's when that. you're Michigan, right? And Michigan has some basketball history. It's not mm-hmm. like it's a nothing school. Yeah. Take taking that big man conversation back to Nebraska. You lose two of them. First of all, happy trails, Oleg. Yeah. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the memories. Um, but but a lot of the conversation around Derek Walker, mm-hmm. what he did for Nebraska, how important he was, and that makes sense. You know, Derek Walker was a darn good basketball player. He did some really good stuff in Nebraska. Yeah. But, Nick, you look at the track record of not just this season with these five guys and not just this season with teams like you know, Maryland winning their first-round game, Penn State winning its first-round game over a probably more talented Texas A&M team. The teams that go further in March have good guard play. I was oh, that program is cursed. So I understand the conversation around how do we replace Derek Walker? What do you bring? Mm-hmm. If I'm Fred Hoiberg, if I'm that coaching staff, I'm not looking for another Derek Walker. Unless you're going to get the literal second coming of Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Don't go get another Derek Walker. What you need is a big enough body who can defend the rim and rebound. Yeah. You need a couple of them to hold up throughout the regular season. You need a couple wings that can switch one through five, and you need good guards. Mm-hmm. That's the formula. The formula for Nebraska basketball to improve next year isn't to go get another Derek Walker. Isn't to go yeah. get another Sam Griesel. It's to trust your Marcus Lawrence to develop. It's to hope Ramel Lloyd comes on strong. It's to hope Jam- mm-hmm. uh, Jawan Gary comes back healthy. Gokas gets some you know, big, ugly offensive lineman type 
to hold down the paint, but you can't play through them if you want to be successful in March. Well, I was going to say, yeah, and sometimes I think where Nebraska, and this speaks to the guard play, I suppose, you need to have a guy that can shoot, mm-hmm. right? Two or three of them. Look, I mean, look at Penn State, Jalen Pickett. Right, mm-hmm. comes in to the tournament in in late February, early March, averaging over 18 points per game, and is a big reason why they're beating teams. You have Funk as well, mm-hmm. who is uh, playing well for for Notre or for Notre Dame for Penn State. <laughs> but I think what Nebraska, where they struggle, is, and we've seen this with Derek Walker. And to be fair, we haven't seen a Fred Hoiberg team without Derek Walker, so it's going to be tough to judge. Um, until we do next next fall slash winter, mm-hmm. but Nebraska's been so reliant on somewhat of an inside out game that they've had to work it through Derek Walker so that it gives more space for um, a I don't want to call it a mediocre shooter a streaky shooter that mm-hmm. they have in whether that's C.J. Wilcher whether that's um, Casey Tominaga last year mm-hmm. streaky shooter. Or whether it's Sam Greaser who has a little bit of a slower release, have enough time to hit a perimeter shot, mm-hmm. or even even in in recent years, whether it's like Ray Gallegos, if you want to go back, <laughs> like uh, so when you look Trevor at Trevor Lakes, Trevor Lakes, Matej Kavas, like mm-hmm. or you've gone out and you get these tall guys that are stretch guys, mm-hmm. and so they want to live on the perimeter. Jervé Green would be another example. Um, Cam Mack, like mm-hmm. you get these guys out of the portal. That's great. That might shoot well at. Western Nebraska Community College or Salt Lake Community College or wherever, Ranger. It doesn't matter. They've needed such an inside-out game, and the only consistent all five years on this team has been Derek Walker. That's the only Mm -hmm. consistent or constant, excuse me. And so it's like we're sitting here going, when we look forward to next season, you can't ask Blaze Keita to be Derek Walker because you shouldn't need that. No, And it's... As, you shouldn't as, want that. As valuable as Derek Walker was, and I really don't want this to get lost in what I'm about to say, he wasn't an All-American post player that led your team to a national title. Correct. Or even to a Sweet 16 berth. Mm-hmm. He was extremely valuable to Nebraska, and he was a major part in changing this culture, major part in saving Fred Hoiberg's job for another year. But you don't need to go out and put your all your chips into one basket to get another Derek Walker because you're very very rarely are you going to find somebody that does the same exact things mm-hmm. as D Walk. But also, it's unfair to those recruits that you're you're asking to come in and say, "Hey, look at tape. This is what we need you to be." Flame me for this take if you want to, but I think there are a lot of similarities between Derek Walker and Adrian Martinez. Okay. They provided a lot of value for Nebraska because they were the focal point. They were the yeah. centerpiece of those teams. But what they do well doesn't correlate to winning at the highest level. Okay. They they drug Nebraska in some cases to an acceptable level. Adrian mm-hmm. won a couple games in Nebraska. Not enough. But there are games that he was the offense. He kept a minute. Derek Walker won Nebraska some games they wouldn't have been in. Yeah. Steadying presence. Exactly. I guess Derek Walker, you know, didn't have quite the turnover bug like Adrian did. But again, similar in that what they do well, well hasn't correlated at winning at the highest level. You can't build a consistently efficient offense around a running quarterback unless he's Lamar Jackson. Yep. You can't build a consistently efficient NCAA offense around Derek Walker unless he's actually Nikola Jokic. Well, and I would say this. I mean, think about Derek Walker's game and how much it... I don't want this to become a bag on Derek Walker. I, I, I he don't was want, good. He was very good, and he was what Nebraska needed. I want to make sure that's very clear. 
um, and very valuable because I I love Derek. I, Derek's a really good mm-hmm. guy, really good human mm-hmm. being. Um, but when we look at it, he struggled shooting. He he had great footwork around the bucket, mm-hmm. but how many times do we sit there this last year and go, man, if he could just develop a a, el- a, a, a shot from the elbow, mm-hmm. that's going to make him much. I mean, even more valuable, even mm-hmm. that much more. And I think with Derek Walker, it was so easy to cheer for him. Because it's like, man, in this day and age of just collegiate athletics, not just basketball, mm-hmm. in this day of collegiate athletics, when it's when you're when you're struggling, whether individually or as a team, you don't stick around. You no. just don't. And and D Walk and, and and I mean seriously, he, he great dude. Um, and and I'm I'm gonna miss seeing him around. Like that's that's how we feel. But at the end of the day, like he was easy to cheer for because we sat there on senior day going, yeah, this guy's been through it all. He's been mm-hmm. through di- difficulties at Tennessee, then ends up coming to Nebraska in year one of Fred Hoiberg that had so much hype and so much promise, and he's had a lot of losing, a lot of losing. And that's why I think this last season was so exciting for everybody, fans included, because it was like, in a way, even if you didn't intentionally think about it, in a way it was, yeah, Sam Greasel's back home, and Derek Walker is finally getting the 500 or a little bit above 500 kind of season that he's he deserves after sticking around. Mm-hmm. And Casey Tominaga is so much fun to watch and cheer for as a Husker fan. And so while maybe we weren't intentionally thinking about it, we always put we put a lot of stock into these guys. And now we're going mm-hmm. forward, going, oh boy, how are we going to replace Derek Walker? You don't you don't need a guy that plays like Derek Walker. You need a guy that acts off and on the floor like Derek Walker. Mm-hmm. But skill set-wise, you can win other ways. And one way is with guard play. You win other ways. Yeah. It's easier and more consistent to win other ways. And I think for the growth of Blaze Cata, you don't ask him to be Derek Walker. No. You go get another no. transfer big man that can sit under the hoop, that can you know make his living you know, rebounding the ball defensively and being in position for dunks and putbacks. And then you rely on guards yeah. offensively and wings defensively. What, what's crazy, though, Austin, like, you've done that, though. You, you Nebraska, and that's where it's so, they've never had both. No. They've mm-hmm. never had both to where it's like, we have good, consistent shooting or the ability to drive the ball to the rim and a guy like that underneath the bucket, mm-hmm. right? Because you think about those years that they got, like, Leslie Smith or right. even even way back when with like Andre Almeida, mm-hmm. and it's like those guys weren't the most dubio KK. <laughs> like these guys from Winthrop, like these guys aren't going to be the most athletic guys. They're bigger. Oh, KK was athletic, or oh, KK was. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm thinking of somebody else. Either way, Leslie Smith is a good yes. example. Yes, like big, huge body sitting below the bucket, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, we need somebody, some consistent shooter out there. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Nebraska just hasn't had that. Curious to see how the roster develops. And, and like, they play in one of the best conferences. Right. And that's why you need a big you need, man you to survive multiple. the regular season. But once you get to March, again, don't go all in on the Iowa strategy. Because what Iowa does is they don't have a consistent rim protector or wings mm-hmm. that play defense. But again, they rely on their guards. That's why the offense is so good and carries them most times. Uh, yeah. We have a little bit more basketball to talk. But coming up next, the shootout with Nick. That's yeah, right. that's the thing. We're doing that today. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Call now, 15 bucks to Buffalo Wings and Rings Online. Uh, whether you were out uh, at March Madness Thursday and Friday, want to go back, or you didn't get a chance to go, you want to make sure you can get there for the Sweet 16 Elite Eight games. Either way, call now your chance to win $15. But you got to beat Nick. Tall task. We'll see if you can do it after this. <laughs> 